Pops and Pop Culture, a Riverdale Rewatch podcast. I'm Maya. And I'm Luke, and we're here to discuss all things pop culture and dissect the wildest show on TV. And we're here with episode eight. We're already eight wow. episodes into this. Oh my gosh. So we've been doing this for four weeks now? Yeah, well, we started, our first episode came out April 1st, and today is April 26th. So. Oh my god. This time has gone so quickly. Yeah. But I'm also proud of us. We've, uh, we're actually a consistent podcasting yeah. empire already. Yeah, I wasn't sure we were going to be able to stick to it this well. Yeah, but we are but here for we the did. long run. <laughs> and no end in sight to this quarantine, so no end in sight to yeah. this podcast. Um, <laughs> but we are not here to talk about Riverdale today. We are here to discuss the dating experiment show too hot to handle i don't know it's there's a lot to go into it's i think it's what like eight episodes each of them are Mm -hmm. like 45 to 50 minutes um and it's crazy do you want to explain what the show is about yes so essentially the premise of the show is it starts off with 10 instagram models yeah. Slash hot people. Um, uh, They're sex there's... positive singles. That's how I've been. That's oh, how I've yes. summarized sex them. Sex positive in my head. singles. Essentially, they're very. They're a bunch of very shallow people, or at least that's how they're uh, initially portrayed. Who have a lot of one night stands. Yeah. Um, but it starts off with five men and five women, and they all come to this beach, and they think that. They're all there to just have a good time, hook up. Um, yeah. But there's a twist. They are not allowed to have sex. Or any, and like, physical intimacy, really. Any, like, they can't kiss. Well, they can't kiss. Any sort of sexual... Activity. Act. <laughs> I mean, like, they they're can, allowed like, to, like, hug. And, and they can I touch each other. I feel like they're other. allowed to, like, touch each other, like, pretty intimately... But yeah, yeah, it's a little unclear but exactly what they can a, and cannot do. Yeah, it is a little unclear. But um, there. But there's this like, basically, a, like Alexa type device. Lana. Lana. It's that's like Alexa their host. in a cone. Alexa in a cone. Um, <laughs> and she tells them the rules. She is watching them at all times. Um, so she's sort of there to facilitate this process Mm -hmm. and it's framed as like a chance for them to grow and learn how to make real emotional connections. And they also have these workshops every so often that are supposed to allow them to like, to get to know themselves better, to get to know each other better and (laughs) grow as people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's an experiment. It's like another Netflix experiment. Um, yeah. And I know we both watched Love is Blind, which Love I feel like... Blind. Well, and there's also The Circle, which I didn't watch, and I feel like... I never watched that. And there was another... I feel like there was another Netflix 
dating reality show that like wasn't as popular yeah so but i feel like love is blind and this show are kind of the two very well known or at least like have kind of broken through into the minds of people um but they're like the two netflix dating experiment shows um and i just what are your initial thoughts on or what were your initial thoughts like after the first episode especially in comparison to watching love is blind Mm -hmm. well so i started watching this show i'd like to say that i wouldn't have watched this show if not for the podcast um (laughs) i don't know if i would have but i started it and the first couple minutes i was like oh my god i don't know if i can do this Mm-hmm. yeah um because i i did watch love is blind and i enjoyed it a lot but this just felt like so much trashier yeah yeah, um, yeah for sure but i ended up almost thinking in some ways this was better than love is blind because love is blind took the experiment so seriously yeah um whereas this one kind of took the experiment seriously but it was very it was kind of self-aware in some ways and yeah yeah i don't know i mean i thought what i liked about love is blind more than i liked about this show is i felt like love is blind was more rooted in reality and so like they obviously there was about like they meet each other before they can see each other so they can build even stronger connections than if they had just like a um like right from the get-go they had like a physical relationship but quickly they left the pods and then they went into their somewhat everyday lives and kind of had to live together like that and i like that aspect of love is blind too like the fact that it was kind of in it was looking into their everyday lives and that was a component of it and it made it feel a little bit more realistic or not realistic but higher stakes like the relationships definitely felt higher stakes in love is blind just because they were in their everyday lives and because they had to get married or they yeah had to choose whether to get married at the end at the altar so it definitely was a lot higher stakes whereas this show they're like in some paradise beach like retreat kind of place a little bit unclear exactly where they are um and the money is sort of up in the air like there's some sort of cash prize at the end you lose money if you break any of the rules but it's unclear if does everyone get the money does one person get the money and they don't really find out till the very end Mm -hmm. um so that kind of made it less higher of stakes and then also just the fact that they're so separated from the real world and like this is the environment that they're in is so far from any sort of reality that like it just like the relationships that come out of it like they could completely fall apart as soon as they entered the real world whereas like love is bond you actually saw them enter the real world so i thought that was yeah but i think that's what made love is blind way more delusional yeah and way more crazy. Like, this was just more of a... T- I don't I don't really watch that much reality TV or, or very many other reality dating shows other than The Bachelor. Um, yeah. But Love is Blind was, like, very delusional, like, really crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this one, I don't know. It was... 
Yeah. It made a little bit more sense to me. I guess, like, the difference is that there's no, like, like, crazy commitment where you have to get married or, like, both The Bachelor and Love is Blind, there's, like, a assumption that you'll get engaged or get married at the end of it, which is, like, just so crazy, aside from the fact that they're doing it in a reality TV show. Like, just the fact that they're getting engaged or married in, like, a few weeks is crazy by itself, where the show had no, like, strings attached, and it was really about money at the end of the day, which is a lot easier for someone to get behind and, like, understand. Becoming a better person. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so these, like, experiment shows, they act like they're, like, these are really serious social experiments. Which obviously they're not. Yeah, they're really not. But the experiment of this was, like, can these people resist sex and will it help them develop stronger relationships? Which they ultimately concluded... Yes, but you could tell that the whole show was very much edited and produced. To make um, it seem like to, that happened. To get that answer. Um, and the couple of people who didn't seem to reach that conclusion were kicked off the show. Yeah. But and I like mean, Love is Blind was edited in a similar way. Yeah. But the question yeah. was a lot crazier. Like, is Love Blind... I mean, a lot and also, like, is love blind? Like, the way we're going to test it is to see if people who just met each other can get engaged in, like, a few... Or get married in, like, a few weeks. Like, if you're going to conduct an actual experiment, you wouldn't force people to get married in, like, a few weeks just to test if love is blind, you know? Whereas this show, it's, like, and, just, like, yeah. can they not hook up for, a few for like, a month and then they can get money for it? Like, it seems a mm-hmm. little bit more within reason. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about some of the the sessions that they go through, and what were your what our thoughts are on these sessions? You mean the workshops? Or yeah, like the workshops. Workshops. Well, the first couple of workshops seemed to be just to screw with them to put these in, them in the situations where they're like standing really close and in like awkward positions with other people. Yeah kind of just to test them they act like they acted like it was helping them like bond or get to know themselves or whatever but it really was just to screw with them yeah um later on they did some workshops like they did a a like women empowerment workshop that was very funny i really like that Um, workshop (laughs) and they did one for met the men that was supposed to be like helping them like be more to get over their insecurities and become more vulnerable yeah um which both of those i thought were like they were kind of good in nature but they were just not very like they like just so so brushed the surface of the issues that it was like like by the end of it they're like i feel so empowered or i feel like like, a new part of me has been opened up, and I'm like, you just, like, hardly touched the surface of these issues. Well, I mean, they were just stupid, but they were funny. Yeah. And they made very good TV, but... I mean, I feel like they served some sort of purpose, at least. And it was, like, the some of the later workshops, at least, like, you could tell were at least aimed at moving the process along. Where, like, the earlier ones were, like, just so unclear what they were even trying to achieve and very bizarre 
But the in the later workshops where they separated the men and the women, before like before the men's workshop, two guys were sort of who were originally friends, but they were having like a little bit of an argument um, over one of the women. And then after the workshop, they were like, "Oh, like it's okay." Um, and the same thing happened yeah. with the women. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then. <laughs> So it was an argument. This was between Chloe and Francesca. And Chloe's so funny. Um, But, and afterwards she's like, well, I'm empowered now. So I don't need to be mad at you anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, That was interesting. One thing I liked about this show is they didn't really have that many arguments between each other. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they were all, like, pretty good friends at the end. And I liked that. Well, yeah, I think one thing that's, like, that I really like that they touched on, and this is actually probably my favorite aspect of the show and why I think it is, like, somewhat worth watching, is, like, they do especially a good job of highlighting, like, the male friendships, which I feel like often in, like, situations like this where especially, like, men are kind of all competing in some way for, like, the same group of women, like that can be like a very toxic environment but I feel like the men actually developed like good friendships with each other and like it was nice to like just see them like being friends and and also the women too um and I mean they kind of highlight that in a little bit in the workshop where they have men like the men like talk about their insecurities um and I thought they did like a good job of showing some like male vulnerability um which often like the the men that kind of do these dating shows are not like very much that type of open to discuss their feelings and be more vulnerable with other people so i really like that aspect of the show Mm -hmm. i mean obviously Uh, there's a lot of like men kind of doing like locker room talk or like kind of that gross like banter between them but i also thought there was some well it's like they show that at the beginning so at first you're like oh my god i hate all of these people yeah and then they show less and less less of it yeah so we don't know if really less of it (laughs) went on but But you can tell that was edited you can tell that the men definitely do care like i think you can tell everyone cares about each other a lot and like so I, I I like that they highlight that. And I think in these shows, it's nice to see people being nice to each other and not always just, like, ripping each other apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I mean, I think one thing that I didn't really realize until the end is that they all knew each other so well because they were there for so long. I mean, they were, like... Yeah, they, they were there for a month. Like, they were basically on this island by themselves for, like, a month. I mean, obviously, there are probably producers there and, like, cameramen. But, like, essentially, they were just kind of... It was like a summer camp, almost. Like, they were just, like, kind of left to their own devices, like, in this paradise island for, like, a really long time. So you could imagine that they, like, sort of had to become friends with each other because there was nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. And, oh, well, we didn't talk about the host. Well, Lana was sort of the host yeah but then there was a oh my god i'm like totally like a narrator a narrator that's i was thinking desiree the narrator so we never saw her or met her at all and she didn't interact with the contestants as far as we could see it seems like she just she was sort of there to make fun of them and 
and, and like, announce what's jokes. sort of going on. I mean, she sort of progressed the show a little bit, like, kind of gave transitions between all of the scenes, like, okay, now we're looking at these people. Um, and, like, obviously she made a lot of jokes at their expense and, like, mm-hmm. was constantly making fun of them and making fun of, like, the sessions, too. Like, like it seemed like... I don't know. I really did not like the narrator. Okay, I at first thought she was so annoying, but then I realized they really needed her. I don't know what they would have done without her. Like, in what sense? Like, they needed her to explain what was happening, to move, because they had no host. There was no Chris Harrison yeah. or Nick and Vanessa Lachey. Yeah. Um, so they they needed someone to move the plot along, and also because the show was so ridiculous, like... Like, it, they, it was, I appreciated her, like, making fun of them. Yeah, and I mean, Lana, like, the robot, obviously, was not really able to, like, make fun of them or, like, do the same thing that, like, a regular human host would do. Um, but honestly, I, I would have just preferred a human host. I I just, like, I felt like her jokes were just very, like, not that funny, not that, like, clever. Um I don't know. It just like, and it also kind of seemed like the whole time she like didn't even really like believe in the experiment. Like there was no like faith that it was actually going to work. So I was like, why do we oh. even care about the ex- like quote unquote experiment if like? Well, that that I liked that part. Yeah, I don't. I just they like... didn't take the. It, at first, it felt like they were taking the experiment very seriously. Not the contestants, but the show. Um, but then they were sort of making fun of the experiment. Which I appreciated because the experiment is stupid. Yeah, I just, I guess I would rather have more, like, more faith in, like, because if, there, if there's no point to the experiment, like, then it's just, like, why are they even there, you know? I just, like, would rather have some, like, reason that everything is happening uh, rather than just, like, being like, oh, this is all dumb, we're just doing it for good TV. Like, just have some... Well, reason behind it. I actually disagree because I think that's sometimes the part in which like The Bachelor doesn't do very well is that they take the process like so seriously. They're always like, like this is very real. This is so serious. This is so important. And in Bachelor in Paradise, where they don't take it as seriously and it's a little bit more ridiculous, it works so much better. In my opinion. Yeah. I just blanked on what I was going to say. Yeah, I guess. I mean, one thing that I like about The Bachelor, though, and I don't know, this is not completely related, but, like, you get, like, more behind, you get some, like, behind-the-scenes moments where you're, like, see, like, kind of the producers or you see them sort of, like, backstage. I mean, it's not, like, a stage, but you kind of get that it's, like, real people and that makes it, like, feel more real and, like the fact that they're invested in it, like, makes it, even though the process is stupid, it, like, kind of, I don't know, it helps, like, make it feel more real, where this, it's, like, they brought all these people here, and it felt like they were, like, they knew that nothing was really going to change in them, so it's, like, why are we even watching them? I don't know. Well, we're not watching this show to see their personal growth. We're watching this show because it's entertaining. Yeah, but I think I like, like, The Bachelor, and I liked Love is Blind, because I felt like it had sort of a broader message, even if it was, like, 
kind of stupid. Like it does say. What's the something. broader message of The Bachelor? I don't know. Like it just, or at least it like reveals interesting things about people and like about humanity. I mean, even if you kind of have to work at it a little bit. So, I don't know. Um, should we move on? Um, one thing that I thought was really weird, this is like completely random, but there was like a lot of nudity in this show. And it, like, it wasn't, there wasn't like any a lot. nudity. There wasn't any nudity. Well, not nudity, but like you could see like people's butts and stuff. Well, because it's TVMA, so they can. Yeah, but I just. They're allowed like, to include some more things. It just felt very weird because it's like they're real people. Like they're not acting. I, I don't know that. It like, doesn't feel that weird to me. me. And also, like they have like the cameras on them the entire time. Like it's a, yeah, but it's a very sexual show. So it, like, yeah, I guess they're. It all felt very... to me. It felt it's different than The Bachelor and Love Is Blind in that way. Like it's all about sex. So it felt yeah. like fine to me. Um. Oh, but one like really funny thing to me was that they were pretending like there was no one else on the island like there's no cameraman there's yeah. no producers well um desiree did mention like producers a couple mm-hmm. times yeah, yeah yeah but they really were acting like oh it was just these 10 people then a couple more people came um at the end but they were acting like it was just these 10 people on the beach and lana so they were they were just like there's just a robot and these yeah. 10 people which is <laughs> Which is so, like, obviously not true. And I, Which I mean, is funny. The, I mean, obviously, they mention producers, like, the narrator mentions producers. And I feel like a lot of the drama that goes down, you can tell, was, like, set up by the producers. I mean, Lana yeah. is obviously, That's like... Every like, Lana is, like... Like, obviously, we don't think she's, like, actually like an alexa that can like operate on their own like obviously lana is just saying whatever the producers like types into the computer so like from the get-go we know that producers are like controlling lana and basically lana is just like a way for producers to manipulate the show without it making it super obvious that there's like physical people manipulating what happens um but also like i feel like a lot of the drama is like them setting up dates with people or like things like or like putting them in positions where it's like gonna test them kind of and like mess with their like ability to refrain from sexual activity and so it's like so clear that the producers are like working that's behind the scenes on everything every single that's their literally their job no, yeah, that's I know. every single reality TV show. So but I don't it, think this show it felt like it shined through a little bit more than most. Maybe because it was like the absence, they were like making it seem like there were no producers involved so heavily that it was like so obvious that there was producers involved. I actually disagree with that. I mean, every time I stopped to think about it, I was like, oh well, of course the producers set that up. But since, like. The pre- like there wasn't like a heavy presence of producers on the show the way that it feels like there is in The Bachelor like I wasn't constantly thinking about it and I feel like The Bachelor is way more obvious with like all these situations like the Chase Rice Victoria F thing yeah. which is not necessarily bad I don't think that it's bad for them to do that but I feel like I didn't feel like a too heavy 
presence of producers in the show. I mean, of course, there's a heavy presence presence of producers in any reality TV show, but I think I maybe just in like it more when shows like The Bachelor like admit that there are producers and like and it's like interesting to kind of see behind the scenes a little bit whereas like this show like I feel like a lot of times when like one person would walk over to someone else like it they made it seem like oh they're just walking over to say hi but like I feel like you could tell a lot of the times it was just like the producers were like were like go over and talk to that person I don't know it just felt like almost every single interaction was like under the shadow of the producers which maybe every well, reality show is like every, anyway yes 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 but usually i'm not as aware of it i guess i mean in the bachelor whenever they're talking amongst themselves like in the house they're and they're talking about whatever like they're always yeah, being yeah. told okay now you have to sit here with these people and talk about this like yeah um, yeah it's interesting but, I feel like the show worked on me a little bit, like, I hate to say, because when I started it, I was like, oh my god, I don't think I can watch this show. But by the end, I, like, even people at the beginning, I was like, oh, I hate this person so much. Like, they grew on me. I kind of liked everybody at the end. I, 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 well, the whole, like, the whole, like, first five episodes, or, like, the whole, like, first half of the show, I was constantly, like, asking myself, and like, do I, am I enjoying this? Like, do I actually like the show, or is, am I just watching it because it's, like, entertaining? Like, I was, like, constantly trying to, like, figure out if it was actually a good show or not. Um, and, but it's well, definitely true that a lot of the people grow on you. And I think, like, I don't know, it's unclear if they actually change as people it seems like probably they were just edited differently from the beginning to the end um or that was at least like a heavy factor of it but it is true that a lot of the people who you like hate at the beginning definitely grow on you by the end and the people there they were i feel like they were so such good at so good at being reality tv stars yeah. Like, they knew exactly what to say um, and, like, how to act. Yeah. yeah I think the, the, it was, I one think it was of the well most, casted. Very well casted. I think one of the most um, <laughs> impressive displays was this was at the very beginning. And essentially, well, Francesca was this girl who was... Um, all the guys were really into her, but then she sort of, everyone started to, like, dislike her, and she just had this, like, one friend, Haley. Um, and, but she and Harry had kissed, and Harry was the one who had initiated the kiss, but then he told, he told the other guys that they kissed, but he told them that Francesca initiated the kiss, so then when Lana told everybody about it, everyone blamed Francesca and Haley sort of was kind of in love with Francesca too and she just sort of blindly followed her and she so Francesca was like what if we kiss and then we make everyone lose money like that and it was that was very funny and like yeah so I feel like Francesca is so smart like she except she knew exactly that interaction to become the star of the show yeah i mean and that interaction that like whole scenario where they like fake kiss to 
like make the whole group lose money. I feel like that was that would have actually worked better if they had like if Lana couldn't confirm who had done it. Like I thought that one thing one part of the show is that they keep throwing like random elements into the mix. Like they first they like have obviously like the sex band that's like the main aspect of the show, but then they like introduce new characters halfway in and they like have the watches where actually if you if they turn green you can kiss someone and like they have all these weird workshops and like they set up the special secret room like there's so many elements of the show that I feel and I feel like it would have worked better if they had not had so many crazy elements and like the fact that Lana revealed who who the ones that kissed like kind of ruined that like aspect of it a little bit which I like wish that at least I at least wish that they had known like a lot of the rules before they had started because I feel like it would have made it more interesting and it also kind of felt like the whole thing was like thrown together very last minute in parts of it because they just sort of introduced these like very random elements that like they had some sort of logical reasoning behind but like in terms of like moving along the experiment but it really didn't make sense i will say that uh harry i thought he was like a total asshole at the beginning but he ultimately ended up with francesca and i kind of liked them together yeah i don't know harry yeah i don't know i have mixed feelings about harry i mean i don't know i feel like he's probably like thinking logically about it he was probably just edited to look seem nicer later Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i think they were all edited to be maybe slightly dumber or shallower than they are in real life but just in the beginning some extent or at least they they definitely knew how to play the part very well should we get into like the individual characters when we think of yeah um so yeah, we've talked about Harry a, a little bit already, and Francesca. I really did not like Francesca, and even by the end, I didn't like her. Oh, I like Francesca. I mean, not like I like her as a person, but as a reality TV character, I like I, her a lot. Usually, I like the characters that are like playing the game, trying to like kind of sneak around, and so I liked like when they were like doing that whole fake kiss to make them lose money. But the more that she progressed it kind of just seemed like she didn't actually care about anyone and she was just sort of like that same she was in the same sort of realm as that one character that got kicked off what was her name Haley. yeah she's kind of seemed the same as Haley, just not quite as (laughs) extreme and a little bit like I don't know but she like ultimately kind of just seemed annoying and didn't really like care about like I feel like she just had her own interests in mind the entire time you know, I mean, yeah, I just, like, I, I agree more. with that, but I still liked her. Um, but Haley was very funny. Haley was just there <laughs> the whole time. She got into arguments with people, and she was basically just like, "I hate everyone. Everyone, an idiot. Like, I don't know why I'm here. Like, I don't want to be yeah. here." And then it was like maybe like the sixth or the seventh episode. She like 
got Lana kicked off, but she was just like, okay, like, I'm leaving. Like, yeah, she I was hate like, all of you except yeah. for Francesca. And but everyone, like, like, yeah, no one, know. like, cares. Everyone was like, okay, like, that's about right. Like, yeah, they're like, like we, we all that's knew that. the Haley we know. <laughs> Which I like that moment. That was a good moment when they were all like, yep, we know. <laughs> um, what, oh, Chloe, what do you think about Chloe? I love Chloe. She's my favorite. She so she's introduced as the dumb one. <laughs> she like from introduces the herself as the dumb one. Yeah, and one time Rhonda, who's who's another person we haven't talked about yet, she was like, "Oh, like I pulled a Haley," yeah. um, which was kind of or not Haley. I pulled a Chloe. Yeah. Um, but Chloe, but she's uh. sort of the most like outgoing and energetic. Mm-hmm. and excited one there i think and she's and also, also the she's one like who was involved the... with the most people i think she sort of tried it out with a bunch of people never really found anyone that great but but i also like that she was like very like energetic and into the experiment kind of you know like it annoyed me a little bit when francesca was like this is above me like blah 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 i'm like you're being like paid to be on the show or like at least you're like are they getting paid to i don't know if they're getting paid but they're like getting more famous by being on the show like yeah you can just take it a little bit seriously where like i like that chloe was like trying it out and then i loved when she was like i feel so empowered after like that one workshop about like self-love <laughs> yeah. um she's very funny yeah and also i love her accent and she's just like she's like so oblivious to some things but it's just like she's very like lovable and one and of my like favorite quotes, for her. yeah, one of my favorite Chloe quotes that I wrote down was, "If you walk into a barber shop, eventually you'll end up getting a haircut." Yeah. <laughs> and also, she was definitely like the butt of so many jokes of the narrator. Yeah, but um, yeah, she was. Okay, what other women do we have? We have Rhonda. What did you think about Rhonda? Um, she I like. She's fine. Yeah, I don't. She. Well, I feel like she and um, Sharon had like the like their relation. There's like two main relationships. I feel like it was like Sharon and Rhonda, and then Harry and Francesca. Mm-hmm. And Sharon and Rhonda like start pretty early on in the show, um, and I feel like you can tell that they're like trying to take it, or they're like the show makes it seem like this is, like, a very serious... Or they're trying to make it very serious. Um, It's, like, kind of the model of, like, what a good relationship, according to the show, should look like. Um, I don't know. I liked both of them together. Um, I don't know. They're not, like, like the most interesting people. But, yeah. And and we find out most of the way through... Part of the way through that she's a mother, actually. Which is, like, an interesting twist. And Which I she really just, like, like didn't they, like... tell anybody about and then sort of just, like, dropped it really casually at first with the yeah. other woman. And then then she was, like, talking to Sharon. She was, like, well, because of the women empowerment workshop, yeah. she felt empowered to tell her truth. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Which I mean, so like, she was maybe like, She was, like, oh, I miss my son. And he was, like, you have a kid? <laughs> Which, I mean, understandably like, yeah. I think he was, like, shock. oh, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, like, good for him for taking it so well, but that would be a bit of a shock <laughs> if you've been like yeah, dating. This I think that is something you tell someone at the beginning, yeah, of your relationship because it is like a really big part of your life. Yeah, especially but, if she's like, he's like, 
like the order of people in my life is like Sharon and or like my kid then Sharon like it's like he's like such a yeah. big part of her life um but I really like the moment where they're like facetiming the kid and then Sharon is like trying to like make the kid like or like get the kid to like him and like that was like a very humanizing moment that I liked a lot mm-hmm. um but the thing about their relationship is it happened really quickly and there was sort of some things they had to overcome to like officially start their relationship but then that was only in like maybe the first like three episodes and then we saw like all these scenes of them just like cuddling but like not saying anything so their relationship didn't really like develop that much but I think I liked them more just like separately yeah well, I, I mean, mean like them together but just as like characters in this show I liked them separately like interacting um, with the other people I liked Sharon's like friendship with everybody a lot yeah like him and David mm-hmm. I think that was yeah, like I the love best that like friendship. romance yeah um and I think that probably the, their French or their relationship was just very it was like pretty stable in comparison to all of the other ones so there wasn't like that much drama going on and so it sort of seems boring just because like the show didn't really focus on them that much once they were like pretty solid so should we talk about David yeah I really like David a lot I think it's I just the one physical thing about him that I noticed is his chin was like very pointy <laughs> But I did like David. I, I yeah, I do think that David is probably one of the most attractive people there. Yeah. Sometimes you're uh, like, oh, is it just that he like has abs? Yeah, I don't know. It's questionable. Um, but I thought he was pretty nice, or he's like one of like the better guys. Um, and I mean, he was sort of in a relationship with Lydia. Um, like. At the end. By the end. Who, who came like a, in, um, like, later. Like, episode yeah. seven or something with yeah, and like Corey the and Madison. And they need to, like, bring in some new drama to the show because it was getting a little mm-hmm. boring. Um, but, like, they didn't officially end up together, but they had sort of, like, coupled off towards yeah, the Which, end. I mean, the show was definitely doing, a, like, definitely trying to couple people off. Um, like a lot of the workshops where it was like a ma- the men and the women were in the same workshop together. They were very much trying to pair um, potential couples. Um, if there was like a love triangle, they would put like the two people that were like put two people together in order to like make the other person feel jealous, jealous or, you know, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's like the yeah, job I mean, of the producers. N- no, it's no surprise there. Um, um, but and then we have to talk about Jesus. Oh yes, his real oh. name is Matthew, but he's quickly introduced as Jesus because he kind of looks like Jesus in the like beginning. He has long hair. That's about it. But um, and he's wearing like very flowy pants and like sandals and the very in like well yeah first. everyone comes in like without shirts and he's like wearing clothes. Yeah. But um, you know he talks about himself like he's such a deep thinker he's so spiritual he's so intellectual and he sort of becomes like a mentor for all the other like an older brother figure and he is so i looked up like all of their ages 
And they all kind of range from, like, 20 to 29, and he is 29, so he's kind of older mm. than most of them. Like, there were some people, like, yeah. Madison and Chloe that were 20, so that's, like, a significant yeah. age. I really liked him. I really liked Jesus. I thought he was... (laughs) Or Matthew. I thought he was very, like, refreshing. And, like, he never really ended up having any sort of romantic, like, relationship with any of the women. He, like, tried with one woman, but then completely got rejected. Like, one of the newcomers. Well, he was actually, like, such an idiot. I think he's, like, kind of an idiot, but, like... But it um, was, like, very touching when he... Like, so he gets these separates himself after like his one sort of relationship that he was trying to have doesn't really work out i think he leaves he like he makes like a big speech and yeah and it was like a very touching moment it was like so stupid but like well and the fact that people were crying i think makes me think that they were a lot closer than the show even portrays and like it reminded me they've been there for so long and they've probably gotten to know each other really well because like maybe they were all like really like you don't see this that much but like I think they were probably all like pretty close to him or like like he was really like a older brother figure to them kind of and so like it like sort of seemed weird that they were all crying but like at the same time I think they were a lot closer than maybe the show portrayed them as but the really funny thing well Kells who we'll talk about in a second um, after Jesus left, he was like, I guess this is how the disciples felt when Jesus <laughs> left them. Which <laughs> is such a great quote. That was so good. Should we talk about Kells? Yeah. So, Kells is sort of like a big, like, football player. Um, yeah. Guy who quickly um, calls himself the accountant. So yeah, he's, he's like very much in very serious about the money. Yeah, very like annoyed when people break the rules and lose the group money. Um, and he Although seems he like he's taking did break the rules with Francesca. Yeah, but that was really the only time he ever had any sort of like connection with anybody. Really, he was. He. Really I mean, his kind thing of just... kind of becomes that he's like very money focused and just cares about people other people spending the money and he's like yeah this is the most expensive hotel room that i've ever not that i've ever paid for that i haven't actually like been to or like things like that um so but i think he's he's fun yeah um Um, who else other women there's another oh nicole yeah nicole nicole really like she gets a couple of like talking heads but she really does not get, like, a lot of attention. She definitely gets the least attention out of anyone there. But she's, like, she she became really close with... Chloe. Oh, Chloe. And I love Chloe. So I heard that they're either going to start, like, a YouTube channel or a podcast Oh, I did hear something about that. Which is kind of fun. (laughs) I, I like, really like Nicole, too. She's, like, Irish. That's, like, her, I feel like, most defining feature. Yeah. According to the show. Um, But I really like their friendship with Chloe. And she's like, does she's a lot often like the very like surprised like no he didn't like kind of sidekick to Chloe the whole time, which is yeah, which is fine yeah exactly Chloe's great. Um, um, what the one person that we haven't talked about is um Corey 
Who's like the... And Bryce. We haven't talked about Bryce either. Oh, yes, Bryce. Oh, oh, yeah. So both of them are later, or not part of the original cast and are introduced later. Bryce is introduced almost immediately. And he feels way more a part of the actual cast, whereas um, Corey, Lydia, and Madison never really feel like they're... Part of the original cast. But, okay, should we talk about Bryce then first? Yeah. I so did Bryce, not like Bryce. Well, at first, I very strongly did not like Bryce. He's introduced as this guy who has, like, so many one-night stands. He lives on a boat, and yeah. he always, like, has women come on the boat and whatever. And he's also, like, really not that attractive at all. Yeah, he's, like, really not. Um. So uh, he doesn't really have that going for him, where some of the other men at least do have that going for them. And the first night, he's like, he's like, okay, like I'm gonna perform my song for you guys. He like plays it on the piano. <laughs> he starts singing, and he's just like not good. I, he's like um, very kind of full of himself and thinks he's like, or at least is portrayed to think he's like very, very mm-hmm. like much better the than thing, he actually is. The thing is, everyone like is like, oh my god, like what's going on like when he's playing the song except for chloe like she's really into yeah. it and then afterwards she like comes and he like teaches her how to play the piano sort of and she's like oh my god you're like a piano genius <laughs> um but chloe uh. has like a little thing with bryce but then bryce seems very into chloe but chloe's like just not that attracted to him and so when Corey comes uh, who is definitely more attractive on. than? Who's definitely than, more um, attractive? But I, think I has, like, ultimately like Bryce better than Chloe. I think like Bryce at least was portrayed to have grown more and like be a better person than Corey was. Yeah, Corey was really. I think Corey was my least favorite guy, and I think the towards... show like tries to make him seem like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, Corey's supposed to be the guy who's like, okay, like not gonna follow the rules, like just here I to mean, have fun, and then yeah. never like they all say that, and then but then never like yeah i mean all of like the original cast like come in like at first being very anti the rules like oh i don't really care that much or a lot of them at least and then as the show progresses they slowly are like "Mm, maybe we should really think about this whereas like a lot of pretty much all of like the three that come in very late into the show are just like don't care about the rules at all basically like one of them is madison and she really is like not in it at all yeah, like I honestly don't. She just talked to well, she what they that. show is that when she came in and like they asked them like, oh, like what are you looking for? She's like, like what's really important to me is that they can have like really deep, like intellectual and spiritual conversations. Yeah. Which is like and why then, the Jesus guy like tries. To... And then Jesus is like, <sighs> and then, <laughs> but then he tries talk. Then, then they talk for like thirty seconds, and she's like, okay, like not yeah. gonna happen so um, then they both end up leaving and mm-hmm. and Corey, uh, he's just like really annoying he's like basically like tries zero, he to, has zero personality yeah i mean he basically tries to at one point split up francesca and harry yeah which i think was definitely aided by the producers like i think the producers were very much con- like um like telling him you should like try and do this and maybe like making him believe that he the that would work more than it actually would and francesca like definitely 
leads him on probably longer than she should also. But, like... Well, she's very attracted to Corey. Like, physically. Okay, the mustache. Yeah. Like, he was that, very like, attractive, but... That, like, made him but... very unattractive. Yeah, the mustache was just did not need to be there. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah. And then, ultimately, Lana has Corey and whatever the other woman's name was. What's the other new woman that we hardly see? Madison. Yeah, both of them end up leaving the show. So... Because they're not so, taking it seriously enough. Should we quickly do, like, where are they now? Yeah, I didn't read anything about this, but So, I, I just read, did. like, an article. So, Harry and Francesca are still together. Yeah, I saw that. And Francesca, this is kind of funny, Um, to me, she has started a ethical bathing suit company. Because she's vegan, I think. Yeah, she's vegan, so... There's, like, one moment where she licks someone, or I think she, like, licks Harry, and then the narrator's like, that's not vegan. <laughs> um, and then Harry also started a clothing brand that's called mm. Naughty Possums. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it just seems to me to be just, like, overpriced sweatshirts that say, like, one word on them. But, mm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rhonda and Sharon are no longer together oh yeah i saw that too but it's like because they say it's because of distance which i mean so also it could just be that they entered the real world and realized that they it wouldn't work but Mm -hmm. Um, but they also seem like there's like no hard feelings like they're like i mean we really know well that's like what they said i read i think i read somewhere that they were like on good terms um, but Chloe and Nicole are still really close and they yes. might start a podcast or a YouTube channel. And then I'm Nicole, excited. this is like kind of interesting, is like dating Bryce. Wait, Nicole. Oh. Hmm. Like uh, they clicked after the show. That's interesting. I mean, I don't not see it. Yeah. Well, and also Which I think... Kind of- Chloe and Bryce ended on good terms. Like, it was, like, a very, like, like, Chloe was just, like, I don't want to keep doing this. And Bryce was, like, okay. Like, there was no hard feelings. So the fact that, like, yeah, Chloe and Nicole are friends. Are friends. Like, that's not, like, going to get in the way of it. So Mm -hmm. that's interesting. But they're long distance right now because of Bryce lives in LA. Nicole now lives in London. So Mm -hmm. they're long distance. And then... I don't think anything too happen or too interesting is happening with Jesus. <laughs> he lives in LA. He's modeling. Um, Kells is playing for the London Warriors, which is an American football team in London. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's that's basically what's going on. Haley is just show... still a student at the yeah. University of North Florida. Do we know how long ago the show was filmed? It was a year ago. So, I mean, the fact that, like, Francesca and Harry are still together is, like, pretty impressive. Yeah, pretty good. Because I actually didn't necessarily think that they were going to last out in the real world. Especially because their relationship started on such shaky terms. Like, the fact that Harry lied about who initiated the kiss. Like, I feel like 
that was like a sign that it was not going to really work out even if they did get back together so i mean yeah i'm impressed um but i think that's basically oh we didn't talk about the ends but at the very end it wasn't clear who was going to get the money um was it going to be multiple people one person Mm -hmm. was it going to be a couple or someone who didn't couple off with anyone else but like just showed a lot of personal growth but then um surprise surprise they made it very intense but yeah uh all of them got the money but they all split it so they they ended up only getting seventy five hundred dollars which not that like that's not a lot of money but i mean it's not that much money (laughs) I mean, well, um, I was, like, under the impression from the very beginning that they were each, like, each prize, like, they're each getting $1,000 or $100,000, and then that was, like, being subtracted, e- like, each of theirs was getting subtracted when someone would break their rules. So, I mean, that was a lot less than I was thinking. Um, but also... And also what happened was they were down to, like, $43,000. Yeah, yeah. And Francesca and Harry were the ones who lost most of the money. They had lost, like, 30 some thousand dollars for them. Yeah. Um, I guess it was $32,000. But and then they, they had the opportunity, opportunity to, like... to, yeah, to win it back by spending a night together without touching each other. And they made all. that very suspenseful. Everyone yeah. was very doubtful that they would be able to do it, but they did it. And so they got $32,000 back. Yeah, which to me that just seems like the show had like enough money to give it to everyone, so they were like, "Why not give them?" Well, a of course they. To... I mean, they can't do it without without having yeah. it. But they were like, "Why don't we?" Like, it didn't really seem like that was that necessary. But um, well, you know, to raise the spirits. Yeah. Um. But to make um Kels happy. Yeah. Um, and that's that's, that's uh, too it. hot to handle. I feel like this is the kind of show that everyone is going to forget about in exactly two weeks. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't, honestly, I thought it was going to become, like, a really big thing. I haven't heard that many people talking about it, but it's, like, is it still number one on Netflix? It was I think it's, like, number two or three. But so, it's, like, you know how BuzzFeed, uh, I don't know if you know this, but, like, on the BuzzFeed top of their website, they have, like, five, the three, like, or four topics that are, like, they have like a whole bunch of articles about and it's still like up there as like one of like the oh like when tiger king was and love is blind like those were up there so oh it's it's down to number five but Mm. i didn't see like love is blind i like saw so many people talking about it on social media and like i saw there were so many podcasts about it at least for like the podcasts that i listened to like a lot of people um did episodes about it i haven't listened to any other too hot to handle I think partially Podcast because it's just, like, not... Like, it's an experiment, but it's not taken as seriously. Maybe it's, like, not taken as well, seriously. Well, I think it's not as know? different from things we've seen before. It's just, like, like there's, like, Love Island. I've never watched Love Island, but I guess it's kind of similar. And, like, Bachelor of Paradise, like, it's not um, a super new concept to have people um, date each other on a beach, so... Well, and also I think Love is Blind, it's like just seems so much trashier than Love is Blind. Like Love is Blind, at least to itself, thought it had this like very elevated, like we're we're like a dating show, but we're like more respectable than other dating shows. Mm -hmm. Whereas like 
this just feels like it's like even trashier than like the bachelor mm-hmm. but, but i it, it was i fun. do agree with people who are saying like netflix is pretty at least from the two reality tv shows i've watched from netflix like they're pretty good at reality tv i think and a lot of i heard people saying like netflix is trying to um, make all these like Oscar winning movies like Roma and The Irishman, but really mm-hmm. what they're better at, yeah, is... yeah, <laughs> like these re- reality TV shows. And I think it's probably because they have so much like re- so much like their resources are so like they have so much money that they can just throw at any kind of concept possible, so they can just like do as much as like they I think they've had like a ton of other reality TV shows that haven't been as successful but they can just throw anything at the wall and like something is bound to stick and so mm-hmm. and also quarantine is helping because everyone can sit at home and watch these shows and then just talk about them yeah. and that's okay. all they do I just, I just found something that says um, that Francesca is Kelly, it's like is what it would look like if Kelly and Victoria F had a baby. It's so true. Oh my god. Um, like from The Bachelor. Kelly and from The Bachelor. Maybe. It's I. I was thinking that um Francesca looks kind of like Kelly, but and they're kind of similar personalities too. Honestly. Um, I don't know about that. I but... think Francesca's a little less unstable and less like. Kelly's unstable. Or oh, you're talking about Victoria. Oh yeah, Victoria. Oh okay. I think their personalities are kind of similar, but maybe like Francesca's a little bit of like a muted version. Okay, wait, it's, this is actually so crazy. If you look at a pic, I'll send you this picture. Like they're of them like all together. Yeah. Um. Well, I okay. think that's all we have for this episode. Yeah. Um, we are on Spotify. Which is, I think yes. we've been on Spotify for a really long time. Maybe you're listening to this on Spotify, but <laughs> it's just we're so far down that like you have to like scroll really far down to find us. But if you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure to follow us. If you're listening on Apple Music, make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Um, and you can connect with us on social media. Um, we have Instagram and Twitter. They're both at Pops Pop Culture, and you can send us an email. Um, at popsandpopculture at gmail.com um we will be back next wednesday with episode five season one of riverdale a recap and oh and we can even announce what we have on next sunday oh yeah we have there's like a a parks and recreation reunion quarantine special so we can get into that we can talk about parks and recreation a little bit more in depth than our um our past episode on sitcoms and yeah yeah we'll see you soon bon (laughs) nuit